0: Rex theme all episode. I hate it here. I want to go home. I'm a movement by myself, but I'm a force when we're together. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Bucker Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. This is a long awaited podcast The Ones Who Live the Story of rashone has been, has been years in the making and we have been sitting at least in the stratosphere where I have been patiently, calmly, as it went from movies to, well, back to AMC, I didn't have any worries. I know some others probably did trepidation if you will but I knew that the ship was safe in the hands of the captain I mean you don't ask the captain you know where you're going once you're on the ship and you've been traversing across the ocean for all this time no 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 I am not one of those passengers I am enjoying Enjoying the view oh, happy while day. I await the oh, destination, And finally, here happy we are. Day. Oh happy day when Jesus was when
1: Jesus won. When Jesus
0: falls. Oh, Seriously though. Lest you not forget, the creators of this iconic, to many people, story are the creators that is involved in and has been involved in every step of that journey. This is, I think, their baby, you know, their passion project. They are invested in making sure that their story, that their passion project, is being told, and continues to be told with the reverence in which it is loved, and be loved, and thus, I think trepidation. I'm not from judging anyone. I'm judging a little. I'm not going to lie. Side, you just ain't been paying attention dusting that little bit of dirt off my shoulder I am beyond excited to have Rochelle back in my life it has been five years since I published my thesis on the ship that is Rochelle in one of my first podcasts that I'm sure now is problematic as hell it was six hours of me doing nothing but fangirling my life away for these two individuals and now a decade and some change later we are Finally here where they are reunited. Well, it's not been a decade since they've been away from us, but it feels like 89 years. Okay. This right here, this shit right here, this is my shit. Okay. It is my very first ship ship where I actually jumped into fandom posts. I have not done it since then. I probably never will. But man, that journey, that epic journey with those wonderful fans, this has a very, very special place in my heart. And knowing they could do no wrong, I was still impressed. (laughs) And that's why they are my number one. I was very non-spoiled, too, all the way up until the first episode years, which was the story written by Scott M. Gimple, Denai Guerrero, and Andrew Lincoln, with the teleplay being by Scott, directed by Birdie and Birdie, who I've never heard of, but who also directs the next episode, and I thought did a fantastic job. They have Silo, which I've seen, as well as the show on Apple, Lessons in Chemistry. I think that's on Apple. I didn't watch it, but I feel like I saw the <laughs> the commercial for it about a million times to try to inceptualize me, but I'm not that easy. Just like Michonne, at least trying to be a girl boss, just like Michonne who I would absolutely go gay for. But I digress. This was an outstanding premiere episode. It did what it needed to do. And I think that's very important. The conciseness of a six-episode show, miniseries, whatever you want to call it, that is pretty much going to set the tone of if you are going to fail and I've seen a lot of shorter formatted series and man every time with the ones that don't succeed it always can be shown with how much in the first episode they don't accomplish so this one hit all of the ground and then some before the recap, shout out to the music score, especially at the top. The consistent callbacks surrounding past events was really well orinated. It continues to put our characters in familiar yet unfamiliar paths, which is how a perspective is born. And wherever you're listening to this podcast, wherever a good podcasts can be found, go down to the rating section, drop some stars. leave a review my social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. If you want to send feedback on the next episode, blockercouch at gmail.com or you can leave your comments below. Considering the current situation that we are living... Was that my stomach? I'm recording this on my lunch break and apparently my stomach said, Bitch, we hungry. As I was saying before I was rudely interrupted, considering the current situation in Russia, I'm glad the CRM resembles that of a Kremlin military state because one of the iconic statements from the TV show Chernobyl is what is the cost of lies? And this show opens with what is the cost of secrets? The idea of an uninformed or misinformed populace the compliance and said populace who are more than willing to keep their heads down for the comforts and security in society all that was chef's kiss we meet rick when he is at the cusp of feeling as if he has failed in the one goal that he has been trying to accomplish in his existence these past years And he says, I tried. Please note that I tried. The choice of showing him looking at the glass from the side instead of head on. I like that choice. On the news, there is talk of what we later learn is the collapse of Omaha, where two detonations trapped the city's population. The last building to fall wasn't breached, but something happened inside to cause the deaths. He tries to make the effort to commit suicide, but he hasn't given up yet. Even if he doesn't know it, there's more he has to do, more that he can offer. They flash back five years after the bridge. Rick is a part of the CRM consignee group that volunteered, by the way, for this particular assignment. Because we all know Rick got that bloodlust, something picked up by... Thorn, seeing how anxious he is, but it is twofold, as he intends to make yet another escape attempt in the guise of protecting the food crops for 200,000 people. That's a lot of people under one military showing how big this actually is. They call Walker's delts. And they're on fire and they look pretty awesome. I did notice everyone else didn't have a leash, just Rick. And since he is one of the few, we find out, whoever tries to escape, and this is his fourth attempt in just a few moments, it makes sense. The desire for freedom works on many levels, too, aesthetically, because he's feeling like he has to give up his own desires to work for a society for 5 years to earn his place there probably given the basic and needing to needing to put himself on the line for a group of people who for an established that he doesn't have any investment in he's unable to leave So he's feeling trapped. Your autonomy is being taken away physically. And mentally, you're going to start to despair from that because you're not where you want to be. Okafara must have been his handler, even though he was in a mask at this point because we heard him chuckle and I can only think he would chuckle at seeing how quickly Rick ran off. After killing a couple of delts, Rick pushes his leash to the limit before announcing he is looking for his axe. But in reality, it's in his hand ready to chop off the other. I do recall this being some type of teased uh, conflict of tension between the fandom. Because in the comics, he had already lost his hand. And they had been teasing it in the show. I didn't expect it to happen here, but it makes sense because he's being further and further trapped into a corner. So it's a option of desperation because he could not have thought this all the way through (laughs) my dude. And I love me some Rick. You know, I love me some Rick, but he didn't have no gauze. You know, he didn't consider the blood loss, the shock of it all. I do love the hesitation and resolution because it gave us enough time to recall this is exactly what Negan wanted him to do to Carl to put him in line. And also, This is what he did, well, what Merle chose to do to himself to escape the roof that he chained him to, though that was Merle's fault, a point many seem to forget. (laughs) I did did see one or two comments that say, because I've been pretty away from online, I haven't listened to any podcasts, so I'm so excited after this, because I wanted to keep mine pure of my thoughts. to 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 see that one comment to be like now he knows how merle feels yeah but you're forgetting that merle was high as shit and making racist comments at (laughs) t-dog like there's a reason why he was handcuffed and left there and rick did try to go back for him but yeah when you have tunnel vision and you are becoming this desperate you're going to make irrational decisions or you're aware of the sacrifice of the decision, even if it's in vain to just be free. And I think you have to be in that position to know that type of, or understand that type of logic. But I've seen it expressed in many documentaries for, from a, people that come back from battle a lot of some of the things they've had to do based on particularly in Vietnam but that's a story for another day I don't want to go down a rabbit hole he was tasered and soon recovered the vocalization Andy is a very talented man before he had to put that hand in there because I like going from one horrible thing to another unimaginable thing your mind can only take so much. The dream sequence at the bench being reflective of the bench he consists it, be it must have been good, But it's over now
1: But
0: somehow Or that she is there with him. I, I like that a lot. He's lost late to work and trying to figure out where he is using complex cartography because the fuck is cartography. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what that is, but I got this thing called street smarts. And if you point me where you need to be, I might help direct you, which is exactly what she does before he asked to join her. Which, looking that fine, who wouldn't? He asks if she likes what she does. She isn't where she wants to be, but Rick definitely knows where he wants to be, channeling his Donnell Jones with them hard eyes. That breathy chuckle from Denai. why am I already on life support? Unfortunately, reality beckons, and Andy's voiceover was another brilliant choice of exposition to catch us up. I didn't watch any of the other shows. I didn't have zero interest. No knock to any of them. But at a point, there's a cap on how much emotional investment I was in every character of The Walking Dead. (laughs) And it really only went so far. Once Denai left, it was a wrap. Back to the recap, sidebar aside. Uh, He he quickly catches up, reveals the hidden letters and phones. He's drawn her face on to remember what he's living for. He woke up in a military hospital. Some shit definitely occurred. He isn't ready to discuss everything in this. I don't know what to call it because they call it the city. Or do they just call it the CRM? Or no, didn't she? Oh, she said the civic of her public. Is that what they call it? I think that's what they called it. Everything runs under the army's code, which is secrecy. No one is allowed to leave. There are three alliances, Portland, Omaha, and the CRM, which the location of two, with the location of two, not knowing the location of the third, which is kept that way at all costs, The government and the military do govern themselves. The consignees work on the outside, killing delts or using walkers for growing food until they earn their spot inside the walls of the city. Love the shot of all the men going to the task in uniform, but Rick is the outlier. He's approached by Okafar. Is it far or four? I'm going to say four his handler and best friend who has been intervening on his behalf with the head of the military to ensure Rick has not been killed and kept a consignee despite his unheard of fourth attempt to flee. He is determined to have Rick for his program, despite Rick's clear determination not to join. Going back to work, feeling impotent rage and with a woman's face literally in the background on the graffiti Watch it on it the I will say it's actions like this Rick that make Okafor <laughs> so keen to have a motherfucker like you around like uh-uh, I gotta get this person on my team if I could just get that energy in my direction. He got one hand and still finding ways to precision kill. Okafor rejoins him to declare that for people like them, there is no escape for the living. I really liked Okafor's character and the actor Craig Tate. He felt very much like a more granite version of Herschel because he's trying to to as i pointed out earlier redirect the energy that rick has to something in his mind is more productive he wanted to focus on but herschel knew he needed to lead and that his rictatorship was a necessary persona he also looked like he did after biting that dude's neck off outside the car when he slid down that wall, <laughs> letting us know that the dictatorship is still very much alive <laughs> and kind of waiting to get out that cage. Okafor tells him it's time to come to my side of things, having left the uniform for him in his apartment. While watching a helicopter leave, Thorne throws a glass at him because that's how she expresses herself, saying she should thank him for proving she can't get away. Pearl Thorne is played by South African actress Leslie Ann Brandt, which many should know from Lucifer, even though I never watched that show. Never intend to watch that show, (laughs) but it's beloved, I know, by Mimi. And I know she's a great actress. I'm glad she got to keep her accent as well. I often felt there should be more people with accents in The Walking Dead. I want when to Rick is recreative. back to dead apartment, it's the same imprisoned emotion. After a brief mental break, he escapes out to a beautiful shot of him staring across the river at the city on his bench. The st- the blood still upon him because that's just how he rolls there he meets Esteban a man that took two years to befriend him despite Rick not offering much to said friendship he doesn't even call it a friendship he's like whatever we got he's funny understanding and trying to explain his own perspective to Rick that while you see Alcatraz People like me see air conditioning in the end to swamp ass. Plus, I got a girl in there having finally ended his consignment to become a citizen working as a deputy for the water. It's like, I should have got you a present. What would you get me, a scowl? He thinks maybe Okafor will give up now that he is essentially disabled in a way. Of trying to recruit him for his program, but is shocked to hear he hasn't. He's like, Can I touch it? What? <laughs> no, Negan. <laughs> and thinks Rick should sign up and then make his next move with more planning, a seed that grows. And I'm going to take a moment here to add a side note. Hear me out. I really, really, really like Esteban, but part of me feels like he is a plant. After the first two times, you're going to catch someone's attention like Beal. And the fact that he's been trying to get to know him, not for all the years that he's been here, but for two years. Well, we didn't, we didn't say two years. We don't know that, but continue on with my theory. I don't know why, but it comes back to how easily he gave up the security details and Bill's visit. But the fact that he pushed Rick at this moment, where it seemed Okafar was going to win, has my spidey senses tingling. That that that's just what I'm gonna throw out there right now. I could be totally wrong. I'm a naturally suspicious person. <laughs> His girl is also a journalist. Rick then visits Okafor, who lives in a greenhouse with mini dog tags hanging from the ceiling, indicating those in the military don't necessarily last long, but that he chooses to remember them. This is on some real talk. I was not prepared for Andy in that black shirt. They seriously gave Rick Grimes, who was already a GOAT on a deputy cop's training, even more talents by giving him military combat weapons and hand-to-hand combat training, as well as flying a helicopter. Have y'all lost y'all damn mind? You ain't created the Rick Terminator. The rick don't, I don't have a word for it. But it's going to be a bad day for you. Thorne also joins, Navy experienced as she is, and puts him flat on his ass. In the greenhouse, green thumb like Herschel. Okafor is cultivating millet, which is a fast-growing cereal. Despite it not being millet country, because he knows if he chooses the right one, it can make the difference. He makes very clear, even with his surroundings of growth, his goals are altruistic. He no longer fights for anything personal. He is looking to choose the right crops to continue to grow the the field. And they use a, a lot of farmhouse analogy in this. And I think it is in part due to Herschel's characterization. He knows Rick has that thing. And he's very determined to assimilate him in the the garden that he himself is growing. He asks if this is an end to it. Rick says it's an end and a start. I got chills when he revealed his awesome prosthetic blade. Merle is probably flicking him off in the afterlife. Like, how did you get an upgrade, bitch? Back in dreamland, Michonne is late and must get back to work, though Rick said, fuck that job. <laughs> I love that it kind of reflects their mindsets because Michonne, she's, she's, you know, she has her business first. Like, remember when they were out on the road, and she kept saying we should go back, and he was like, "One more day, just one more day," because he would rather spend that time with her. And she has a tendency to be a little bit more focused on the business side of things. So I thought that that was appropriate. And I know every Rashon fans like smacking me around, like you didn't say the episode. Look, I'm human. <laughs> you can go ahead and drop that shit below right now i'm trying to get through recording this before my lunch is over (laughs) not to mention not to mention i can't retain it all can't retain it all she says she comes here and has lunch here often why the fuck you lying you're eager aren't you Maybe you're eager, too. I'm not. There's a knock on the door. Okafar's coming for you. I need to stop saying Okafar instead of Okafor, but it's ingrained now. How dare they interrupt his dream sequence with some bullshit? He takes Rick and Pearl to somewhere secret, admitting he has long-term goals with them that he doesn't want them to just be soldiers But to become leaders, despite Rick escaping multiple times and Pearl being the one that shot him when Rick asked what happened to his head, someone like you happened. He's trying to change things from the inside, get the CRM to become what it needs to be because both of them have that same sacrificing Pearl and Rick nature. And I'm thinking, man, if only you could have met his wife. He gives them books to read. He wants to discuss the Cold War. I tried my best. I don't know what he gave them as far as the reading material to zoom in, but that—that's I'm guessing it's on strategy. Thorne doesn't understand how anything needs to change as it seems to be working perfectly better than anything else that's come before it. But Rick retorts, some of us remember what democracy was. And while, yes, this may be the most successful rebooting of that old world, it ain't that word. Okafor elaborates that they both should have died with the A's and B's policy because anyone that's in A pretty much thinks for themselves, will die for what they believe in, and thus are sent away or killed Whereas the bees are just everyday people trying to survive. And what they didn't say more easily led are allowed into the community, which can cause a bit of a disproportionate uh, way in which to evaluate people it shouldn't be the only way in which one should be evaluated in society. Uh, that's kind of what society has learned to take care of all of its people. Even the ones that don't know how or can or will take care of themselves. Because that's what the whole concept of freedom is. So he also realizes that maybe the CRM is moving into a bit of a fascist regime and eventually it's going to replace the world. And that could be problematic if not enough people with differing ideas are there to balance that because he wants them to get into force command and change it from the inside without them truly being aware it's happening. He says playing the monster to fight the monster is it going to last. It can't, which means either eventually it dissolves on itself or the lack of freedom is more tightly noosed with the populace simply complacent to it in exchange for. As they move up the ranks, they will get more secrets. Then there's the echelon briefing where all the whys come out. Things 90% of the force don't know and 100% of the citizens certainly don't. Rick, of course, is adamantly opposed for the sake that he doesn't want to join a fight that isn't his, especially when he doesn't have his wifey next to him. What did he say to her? when she told him that he would have to take up the mantle of continuing to lead you me changing the world now that's something I want to do but by himself fuck no Pearl is listening because here's something worth continuing to live for her on her side of things If you two had a chance to save the world, you would without hesitation. It's why you went into service to begin with. We always bring up the negatives about cops, but there are also the good ones that do join the force for the sake of protecting a community and lives of people they don't know. So it makes sense that they both would be people in a position before the apocalypse that had already made that choice. And that's something that Okafor continues to tell him to get him to understand. Pearl also ain't with no we. (laughs) She knows he's playing along just for his own goals but she has already evaluated her fate she was in the south african navy played poker thought she was good enough to try her luck in vegas but she hadn't played one hand before the lights went out proving her luck must be shitty she tried to get away from okafor he found her in the middle of the ocean her fourth attempt as well since the end of it all And while, yes, she could have killed him, she later admits she knew he he found her and there was no escaping. She understands he has someone he loves out there like herself and that he has done what he's done to try to get back to them. But she isn't gone. They aren't gone. We are. While out jogging, Okafor is seen covered in blood and red stripes Rick explains that Portland and Omaha are part of the alliance, but both don't keep themselves secret and are not as sophisticated as the CRM. He is visited by Beale, a.k.a. John Locke, a.k.a. Terry Quinn, (laughs) the actor, who remarks life and death all in one view. It's a... Beautiful, isn't it? Something Rick, playing the good soldier, agrees to before he allows him to sit for a chat that isn't really a chat. Atlanta, the beginning is brought up. How federal forces use bomb to bomb the city. Monsters. That word is banded about quite a bit. My baby Carl, I'm just another monster, too. CRM, this force used to be a part of the Pennsylvania National Guard and were the ones that stopped the federal forces from killing everyone and fireballs due to luck, sacrifice, calm. But mostly, I feel, Okafor, who switched sides having been a part of the Air Force that was Jesus supposed to Christ. bomb Ta, but instead bombed 4,000 Marines at Lincoln Field. My guess is due to that decision, Okafor gained some serious clout and he used his power to compel others to accept Rick and Thorne. And now Bill was. My detector test determined that why. was a lie. Is yes or no. Here's my speculation. I think he sat on that bench, asked that question because he already knew the answer. And he wanted to see if Rick was loyal and clearly he is. Even if he isn't keen on whatever Okafor's plans are. It felt like to me, he wanted to make sure Rick wanted to escape Steel and I hope I'm wrong, but that Esteban is or was part of that tool to help. Because I can easily see Esteban being told like, look, he, you're just helping him do what he wants to do. It's no big deal. <laughs> and I'm giving you permission to. But. The fact that Okafor also would have been the one to clean up his mess, that feels like a two birds with one stone type of move. And anyone that knows your answer at the exact moment in which you choose to lie is someone that is terrifying. He's thinking a lot of strategies, a lot of moves ahead. Right now, Rick is in a threat. Due to disinterest... But once he is committed, then he has a problem. Once again, Okafor laying the groundwork. Their models project a tipping scale as he briefs them in their secret location. A reckoning is coming. He continues to present the right person or persons, the rhetoric, have the power and responsibility to make significant change, but not only that will make the right decision. He has found what he thinks are that pair. But by the episode, I think that he was hoping both would settle for one. (laughs) And will get a partnership that would work or that does work. And it's within the same goals that Rick always had. Seeing Rick continue to level up, even beating Pearl at poker highlights he is definitely that one. He just needs his queen. Rick finds Esteban inside the grounds. He promised he'd never step foot in and requests help from Esteban because he either is leaving or dying. Notice the protest signs, CRM transparent no. So there is some, some political turmoil around being secretive. The populace sees the value and wants to continue its secrecy. While Esteban admits he ain't helping him with shit, he tells him all he needs to know to escape. At Glencore Chemicals on a reconnaissance mission to get info, Rick has his plan enacted, a walker with his tags to confirm his death, an explosion where he would escape down a manhole, go through the tunnels, get to that hatch with the code, and run off into the sunset. Sep, it doesn't go off without a hitch when a walker attempts to bite him, followed by the unexpected sight of a child. He was first confronted with a zombie girl and now he's confronted with a a female. I can't say female alive girl. That sounded so stupid. (laughs) A, A female child that's alive. He can't put the pin back in due to his handicap. I'm glad they showed that his handicap is going to be a a workaround or a challenge for him. Because let's be real, delts aren't. <laughs> so he allows the bomb to go off below and chooses to save the girl. But his actions call his plan with Thorne having witnessed his entire or the entire thing, showing up, finishing off the delts as she calls them, and telling the child, who is like, he killed my mommy, that he's a good man, because he couldn't walk away at the expense of his own success. He could have, a lesser person, a more selfish person would have. He asked for her help, but she admits, I did give you help. Because I could have killed you as expected of her and would not have missed as she's mentioned several times. But seriously, Okafor knows things about you, Grimes. So he calls it in to cover his own absence. Absolutely no chill, Rick. Grimes goes directly to the source, creeping into Okafor's quarters, ready to end his life. Now, for a minute, did anyone have a flashback of Major Payne and think he was going to flip his eyes like Damon Wayans did in that movie? Like, oh, hello, soldier. Although his own flippant response was equally as lovely. You forgot to salute, soldier. The question is, did he know Grimes was up to something and had Thorne watch him? Or did Thorne, knowing he was up to something, stop him due to what she knew from Okafor? He just didn't seem surprised to be under threat of death once again by his chosen disciples. (laughs) This was the scene of the episode, the scene, except for the end. But the acting here between both men should be submitted for any consideration. Yes, I said what I said. He wants to know what he knows To Okafor's credit, he doesn't play stupid. The message in the bottle from escape number three. He located that. He knows about the phones, his daughter, her name. Rick's like, time to get physical, physical. He knows he can get violent. He fucking knows. Michonne is an
1: unusual name.
0: I never really thought of that and the fact that if he goes back to the location where they picked him up he can find information quite easily on where she can be located so even if he did escape home he is effectively putting them at risk y'all the analogy with the fire the rage burning inside being reflected in the opening but also in this moment where after realizing he knows his most intimate secret he talks so hard that the tv comes on reflecting a fireplace also okafor what you been doing up in here with thorn that you got that on immediately getting all cozy setting the mood okafor is great also Taken physical punishment <laughs> from Rick's fist every time he slips another nail in his coffin of his past existence, revealing that he was vulnerable and telling Thorne about what he knew, but she herself tells him things, meaning she created the intimacy to gain knowledge. Okafor further illuminates he would have to kill him and Michonne and anyone else because now your fate is tied to mine with me having that knowledge, but that knowledge stays here in my head only if you do. Rick is hearing it all, but still wants to kick him in the face. And boy, how are you alive? Because that drop kick was sent from heaven. Ain't cross-eyed, ain't Kanye West-faced or nothing. Rick isn't invested in why bombs go in and out or go out and don't come back. Or why he is covered in blood. This is not his city, his people. Boy, right. you get- but he retorts that everyone is alive, is your people. You don't get to choose for the world. You do not get to choose for me. My wife is my choice. My daughter, my life is my choice. You think I went through what I went through, did what I did to allow anyone to choose for me. He don't even know about RJ. We can't even touch that topic. Okafor continues to point out that Rick already made the choice without knowing it. He cares about the lives of those around him, even with the love of his lives most prominent. And even if he were to reach his goals, he wouldn't be able to shut that off to know that the world is suffering and that he could do something about it. Because he told he he mentioned that in the letter that the world is so much better, but also so much worse than they had ever imagined it. He accuses Okafor of having nothing but duty, which is why he can ask him so casually to give up on the thing or the things that he loves the most. Which finally gets a response from the man who proves at any point he could have fought back. Dropping Rick easily shouting he has lost everything. And that he was the one that bombed Atlanta. He was the one that bombed Los Angeles. And he was planning on bombing Pennsylvania. That's a lot of blood on his hands. You ain't live with that much death on your soul and still fighting for what's right if you haven't found a deep conviction for what you can then do which is what I think he has focused on on rebuilding the foundations for something better he admits his wife Estelle was a marine and they were all tired of liquidating yet another town after the napalm so she chose that he would betray them dying too in the bomb that he dropped on Center to yet another Oh no no Oh no, no no Rick apologizes, then goes back to attacking him, trying to provoke him, to simply let him go or kill him. That please broke my heart. Who he would rather die than try to move on with his life without his wife and his daughter? Okafor won't allow him. And while and while definitely he is doing it for reasons he think he thinks is right, it's asking the the emotional death of him and while they don't hug because that's just asking too much he does offer empathy they are still with you but you fight here now you fight for them feeling backed into a corner with no escape it was rough seeing Rex so helpless Okafor over there taking a drink because he you know he won congratulating himself. <laughs> Tells him that he's going to move him to logistics with Thorne. They're going to turn a college campus into a forward operating base in the next 12 months and battle ready. Interesting. All top commanders will convene there in one year to open the base. He and Thorne will project leads on the conversion team. And this is how he will get into the higher upper... upper? Echelons of power. I don't want power. I know in Okafar's mind, I heard him say, "Motherfucker, you white, you were born with it." But in the show, he said, "That's the thing. You already have it." <laughs> Plus, those who want power the least are the ones who should be given given the power because they they they're not greedy. And too many of us are rather greedy. Thorne comes to tell him about Omaha, the last of three surviving cities on the continent, has fallen a breach in the perimeter that still needs to be investigated. Beale sent the dispatch, and I have a feeling sometimes when people want freedom versus secrecy, you pull this PR stunt with the loss of 90,000 people to shut down all ideas of that conversation if you were an insidious enough person to think in that manner, or it could be a massive herd. Thorn too believes that secrecy is the best option and is distressed, shaken by the insecurity of security and thinks that open door policy isn't right, continuing to express how she saved uh, rick's I think life the fuck not, you bitch. because he too will accept her way of thinking in the inside the episode because of course i watched that he calls her family andrew lincoln does but she seems to be very radicalized at this moment It's not the first time Ricks had to put down family. She tells him about the girl he saved, that she watched her parents die hiding inside the museum with others, that they tore themselves apart to get to her. She was smothered in their blood. Michonne definitely comes to mind. How there probably was a moment where she did too. I think she expressed that in the show. She walked out to die and realize that the walkers didn't see her that the dead didn't see her and just continued to move and walk and just move forward becoming literally the walking dead she ends pearl that is with her trademark glass throwing bringing us full circle to his last attempt to end it he did just metaphorically and he says as much i did die He tried in his mind and he failed getting rid of evidence that honestly could be used against you. (laughs) Deciding to try to make the world a better place, even if that is something that they will never know he did. I like the transition in the background showing the time lapse go by while he's on the campus. Then we're back to our dream I, I'm going to say this is his uh, his memory palace <laughs> or his fanfic palace. How about that? The first time he conjured up Michonne, she was wearing purple, which is the color of royalty. And the next time he conjures up his lovely wife, she is all in white and an angel. He's still waiting for her on the bench with pizza miserable at work because he's miserable at life right now she believes in him he's got pizza she likes pizza and lets him know that he's not stuck anywhere he asks well you are not where you want to be and she says i'm not stuck either we can make this damn work ours if we want to He proposes coming here one day with five boxes of pizza I, I and just a ring. I think we should do
1: that. You said.
0: How dare they interrupt my Hershey Kisses exchanges for flames and predictions of note including his childhood home (laughs) Okafara has him take them up the coast and wonders what's on rick's mind as he hasn't spoken much since that moment he assembled assimilated i think that's the word i was looking for he tells him a story about when he was seven years old he went to get some water and saw a light then his father, who was half burned due to the fire engulfing their crops. While he was tired and frozen, his dad kept him calm, got him away. And told him that the flames were protecting the plants for the next harvest. We get another reference to a monster that his dad looked like one. Dad was fine. And after he died, his mom told him it wasn't the lightning that started the fire, but his father himself. He had imagined his father was the epitome of morality. And while his mother knows or states that what he did was wrong, the family was in danger of losing everything. The crops were not going to feed them and he needed to protect them and did what needed to be done, even if it physically disfigured him hint hint wink wink with no regret because it saved them he saved his family and he says i'm in that's how he's been able to reconcile his journey going forward okafor tells rick he knows he's the right person for the plan no more a's and b's no more omaha what's that about omaha He doesn't know how it's all going to work, but he tells them a secret. When it gets to that point, swear on a sword. Don't let it take. You'll know. Trust me. You'll know. That feels like military talk that I am going to need some man to mansplain to me. Cause I didn't get none of that. I got no eloquent words. Then he is struck in the gut by a projectile missile before
1: exploding.
0: The plane goes down, Black Hawk Down style. And all things considered, Rick did a good job on his landing. He has two red shirts with him because we just know they're gonna die we didn't even get a close-up of their faces he also seems to activate a tracker the minute they go down so they know his location an explosion but i'm not sure what kind with that sound effect i liked it though separates the trio before a winged ninja with a sword with <laughs> a samurai sword starts slicing necks after confirming they aren't- <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I know. It's a helmet. You technical incels. Settle down. Let me enjoy my moment. That heartbeat between them, the realization, because she's not expecting it, but she's hoping, but she's been hoping for so long. It becomes routine. That punch in the gut as she takes off her own helmet. And then they ended the fucking episode and I am so looking forward to seeing reactions because I know what my reaction was. I have said all I needed to say. This was an outstanding episode. Can't wait till next week. We do have mail. So let's jump on to
2: the feedback. What up, Sina? This is Mimi. This is my feedback for The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live. I'm very excited about this series. I'm like... I've been anticipating this for the longest. I think I stayed watching The Walking Dead longer than you did, but it got to the point where I, I couldn't... Like, once Michonne left, I tried to watch because I do enjoy Daryl for the most part, but the one person that made him more interesting because he actually had some type of emotion they i mean i know she was in eternal so of course she couldn't be in it but like that just i don't know it made him boring and then they tried to like seem like he had like some type of history with some woman and they tried to make a story out of that and the two actors just didn't have any chemistry it was just not as interesting because i i I don't even remember everybody's name, like the newer characters, um, but then they, Eugene's old lame ass, like how is he still alive, blows my mind, like he, they should have killed him when they found out he was lying about knowing, you know, the cure for the Walking Dead and getting them to the CDC, or wherever the hell they were trying to take him, um, everything about Eugene annoyed me, and then they had him have his whole, a, a whole his whole, his own arc and I, they just lost me. It was just too boring. And Carol, oh, I don't know why everyone, like, Carol has such a huge fan base. Maybe it's those old-ass white women who are mediocre. And they were like, if she can make it through the zombie apocalypse, so can I. No, bitch, you would have died. Just like in real life, Carol would have died. Like, the fact that she survived the prison scene like when she got locked like they found her and like she should have been carol should have been dead a long time ago and whenever i start liking her a little bit they make her character even more unlikable i don't know i i can i there was just no one left for me to pay attention to and you know baby judith even though she wasn't a baby anymore just wasn't interesting enough for me to stay so I tried I tried so hard um but you know once Glenn's wife came back and Negan and they had their own I just couldn't I, I was like there I can't do this and I stopped watching so I don't even know what I know Daryl has his own spin-off and that motherfucker's in Paris I don't even know how, how you get it in Paris don't understand did you take a plane did you did you get on the boat I very curious um so i i don't know exactly what's going on but i am excited about this and i don't know you know once these six episodes wrap up i don't think it's going to be anymore i think it's going to be concluded you know rick and michonne baby judith uh, um rj i I think that's going to be the end of our grimes family which is fine i'm okay with that Um, I'm just happy we're getting this, because I know it was originally supposed to be a movie, or a couple movies, but then I guess it's better what they did now with the six um, episodes, and this first one was like an hour and like 22 minutes, so it was a little, it was over an hour, so who knows how long these other episodes are going to be, we might end up getting like, maybe like a seven hour movie-ish type thing, Um so I guess since I then rambled on enough about you know what led up to the walking dead um, interest in this show I can I can get into it. Um, first of all, I loved loved love when we got the like the flashbacks or like the dream sequence. I guess it could be more about Rick dreaming about Michonne and clearly it's the pre zombie apocalypse. And she's sitting on a bench looking gorgeous in that purple. She killed it. Her her hair, her outfit, everything. Because like you brought up, Christina, people be sleeping on how beautiful she is. They be having her look busted in The Walking Dead. It's like, y'all don't, we don't got no salons. They ain't got nobody that can braid her hair up. That can give her some, you know, you know, a makeup, makeup makeover. You know, that's just, it's a zombie apocalypse. Everybody looks like shit. Nobody's walking around with makeup on. No one has lipstick. Even if you found some, what would be the point? Let me let me put this lipstick on so that this red lipstick so that the zombies can really see me coming. Like, I don't know. And if you've seen Deny in anything, you know that she's beautiful. But people just see dark skin and just assume and they like that. That's all they need to see for them to consider someone unattractive. But Denai has always been beautiful, and I love that we got to do that. But <laughs> I swear, like when I first saw the scene, and I and they had uh Rick asking her for directions, my mind like slash Like I don't remember the name of it. It was a long time ago. I haven't read any The Walking Dead RaShawn fanfic in a long time, but I swear. That was one of the, that was a fanfic that I read. I don't know what they were ciphering through. And they were like, oh, we should use this. Because <laughs> it was a really popular one. I'm not saying that they did. I'm just saying that it looked like maybe something that I read. Um, it was it was just a really cool thing to see. You know, them be a couple, like, potential couple outside of, the zombie apocalypse okay so now that we got to that um let me i'm I'm just talking about my like favorite since i watched this episode so many times (laughs) so many times because i just wanted to make sure i'm paying attention i'm not missing nothing i'm like queuing in on things um but i can't oh my god i cannot remember her name um the south african woman um and i remember watching her she was in uh, Lucifer, she played Mazikeen. I know when we were watching um, that other show with the, oh my God, I, I don't know why I can't remember names, but there was another show where we were watching where it was the sleep, the guy who puts people to sleep, and he was fighting Lucifer, and Mazikeen was there, and the way that they portrayed Mazikeen was pretty cool, but this actress, I and I've only I've only known she's South African since I want to say 2021 during the pandemic when there was like, uh, you know, people were protesting. And she did like this live. uh, It was her and like a couple of other like black women actresses. And I heard her talk and I was like, what accent is that? And I looked it up and I was like, oh, she's South African. So I think it's really cool that they they're using her actual Um, heritage and you know she's able to use her real her real accent it's pretty cool but i i loved um her character and for the life of me i can't remember her name now okafor i i was hoping we would see him more because i really enjoyed him but one thing i can say like when when uh him and rick were fighting after rick found out that he knows a lot about him and like judy judith baby judith i mean clearly rick don't even know about uh, rj so there's no one else to know it's not like I, I saw them using computers so i don't know what kind of internet they have but they're you know <laughs> i don't know what kind of resources they have in this city but um... michonne isn't a very common name so i'm sure like past things they were able to find um... You know, and he knows that she, he, uh, Rick, has a daughter just because he saw the picture. But Judas was born during the beginning of the apocalypse, so ain't no record of her birth. So he can't really know who she is. But that's neither here nor there. I was his characterization, like what he was looked, doing and why he wanted Rick. Um, very, very interesting, and I was looking forward to seeing how him and Michonne interacted with each other because my guy was like, you know, we liquidated. I, I, for the life of me, can't understand. I'm not saying I I don't see that the military would do it. I absolutely believe that they would, but what was the point of them like bombing Atlanta? Like not everybody's a zombie and you're just going to kill the entire city and said, like, why not have your, your people go down there and start trying to save the people that are alive and then bomb the zombies? It wouldn't have killed them anyway. Like, and that's that's exactly what they ended up doing. All you're doing is destroying a city and then the people that are alive turning them into zombies because you're not going to kill them from a bomb. They're just going to be walking around on fire with missing limbs and half their head gone. Like... Or have their face gone. Like, they're they're not going to die. You might kill some of them because you exploded their brain. But for the most part, all you're doing is creating more zombies. I That logic of just going around and, like, just liquidating cities, large cities. Like, what was the military's thought process on that? I don't get it. But when my guy was like, my wife didn't want to do it and I killed her, I was like, that is cold-blooded. Like, so, so you decided to kill your wife. Because you wanted to be a good soldier. But then you get to Philadelphia and you decide that you don't want to do it. You, I'm just going to bomb the, the military people. I, I don't understand. Like, why didn't you agree with your wife enough to save her and y'all could have been together? And then you, I, I, I just, for the life of me, I don't understand <laughs> his logic like was killing your wife the final straw then why'd you fucking do it like anyway that that in itself was enough to let me know like okay this man clearly is he got a little screws loose but I could see his trauma being the reason that he wants things to change so I gave him that but when Rick was like just kill me he was like no I have not like dude so you can kill your wife but you can't kill me I would have been sitting there dragging him enough to get a mad so he could shoot me but anyway, um, I, <laughs> I I liked his character, and then when they when he like died, how he died, I was flabbergasted. I was did not see that come at all. It just and it was so sudden that it really shocked me. Um, but Rick trying to escape, that's Rick Grimes. That doesn't surprise me. But I just I get the secret seed secrecy of it all, but if you don't let people in until six years of them, you know, working off, working towards citizenship, why should it matter if they leave, they haven't gotten in the city, it's not like, if they were to bring people to the city, y'all not gonna let them in, you just kill them, you got a big ass army, so I, I don't understand why they don't let people out. And if someone doesn't want to stay, like I get the majority of people are just trying to survive. And especially if you are the last of your group, like if you're that little girl, or if you're you you guys were looking for something and you finally made it there and you're the only one, of course you wanna be in that city because I gotta you know, every we all fought so hard for me to get here and no one else is alive to utilize this and benefit from this. Let me let me do what I need to do to stay in this dagon um, city. I'm gonna work outside here for six years so I can get citizenship and I can honor all of the, my family that didn't make it. But if somebody doesn't want to be there, and they have to know that girl, the cat lady, the one that annoyed me, no, the underground people, that weird looking girl. I don't. I still don't remember her name, but she is the reason that rick is there so they he kept saying okafor kept saying you chose this no he didn't the man was unconscious so it's crazy to me that you keep bringing that up i get the premise they won't, won't want him to leave but someone that escapes four times i i just don't understand how much power okafor has because he escaped so much that they had to put him on a leash. Like, that's crazy to me. <laughs> and that, like, last scene, or the last time when he cut his arm off. Like, y'all, this man, if he cut his whole hand off, why do you think he's going to ever stop trying? And it's crazy to think that he would. I, that, that, uh, higher up guy who sat on the bench with Rick he gotta know that Rick don't try again like he was like look I'm gonna look you in the eye he was smiling the whole time but people like him I don't know his his smile just came across as phony to me um, he's gonna be a problem I actually think theory time I think he is what really caused the Okafor to die because he knows he's up to something I also feel like somehow Michonne ended up in in a group of people like I don't want to say that they're rebels because it's a city that are they're saving people so I don't want to necessarily say they're bad but with any kind of power humans are corrupt like that's just something that I feel like if if we haven't come to terms with we're just being very naive the more power you give someone the more money you give someone they want more they just it's just human nature um so I I think this city had started out with good intentions and then it got to the point where it's not because when when um Okafor said no more um Omaha we just saw them get bombed it's probably cuz they didn't want to bow down to Pens- uh Philadelphia and then they had to learn you know just like with any other group of of settlers, the people with the most power, and the most the the toughest military the ones that are the power and if you don't allow them to do whatever they want, they will strike you so um that's how I feel about that, but seeing Rick going through it for those <laughs> those five years, like everything he went through try you know try writing letters to Michonne and Wanting to be with her, getting back to her, getting back to Judy, Judith. Um, It all was very heartwarming. And then it was so sad because I knew like when when we saw him that last time, he burned all the letters. He wrote that last letter, burned it with the phones with all the pictures on it. I was like, okay, he's decided that he's going to build a life (laughs) in this city and this is going to be his life. He, 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 Rick Grimes is a person who likes to save folks. I mean, he did it before the zombie apocalypse because he's a police officer and he did it during the, like, that's just who Rick is. He's always, he's just a leader. And I think that his focus became looking forward and I, this is just my own personal opinion because I keep going back to that last scene when Rick saw Michonne, like, she looked... I don't know almost frightened like maybe like maybe this is just my theory maybe she had thought she'd seen him a bunch of times and it turned out to not be him so maybe that's why she's looking at him like that but Rick looked wrecked not like he looked like wrecked like oh my god this cannot be happening and it didn't look like the face of someone who finally saw the love of their life again after six years he looked like someone who he looked? Matter of fact, I'm gonna give you the. I'm gonna give you a great example, and I and I and I would have to go back to double check, but in my mind's eye, he looked like Lori did when she saw Rick for the first time, after she thought he was dead, <laughs> because he has already started a new life. That little girl who's an orphan, and with that South African Navy goddess, because. After Michonne, only another bad bitch is going to do. And she is a bad bitch. Um, so I feel like his... I think whatever her name is, it's going to come to me after I'm done recording. But Rick, that South African goddess, and that little girl are now a family. And now he's in the same position that um Lori was when she got with Shane she got with Shane probably like the same thing out of necessity she it was comforting she knew him and he was someone that could protect her so that's just my theory I just I can't can't unsee that look that he gave her he just looked shook like not like this is the best day of my life. I never thought this day would come. And I'm so happy. He looked wrecked. <laughs> and I, that's just immediately where my mind went to. Like, it's like a, like a parallel of Lori when she saw Rick again. And this now is Rick seeing Michonne again after six years of um, thinking that they would never see each other again. Um, I'm glad that we got this, though, because I really honestly thought that we were going to see a whole, you know, this was be- before I knew that it was uh, six episodes, because I've watched it a-, a lot of times. But I thought for sure that um, it was going to be at least two episodes before we saw them see each other again. Um, so I'm I'm thrilled that, like, we got that moment. I know that um, Michonne's... Um, episode of what she went through to get to Rick is going to be next, which I'm pretty excited about. But my next moment that I cannot wait for is seeing Rick see Judith again, now that she's such a big girl, and seeing um, RJ. Like, he doesn't even know RJ exists. I I can't wait to hear how Michonne's going to tell him that he has a son. I can't wait to see Rick's reaction um I hope it's not clouded by darkness of him feeling guilty because I mean I could see that being a trope um and I could see him you know really caring for um the family that he he is now you know responsible for but I don't know I just I'm just overall excited and I can't wait till Sunday I gotta work so I'm gonna have to watch it Monday morning but I'm pretty, I'm just so ecstatic about it. Um, um, I'm going to end it here. So until next time, love, peace, hair, grease, and black girl magic, Queen of the Couch Mimi out.
0: That was the beautiful Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. And we just going to address this right now. I vehemently deny Everything you said about how he's in a similar situation to Shane, you can fuck off with all of that. (laughs) This, this, this is not that. Okay. Look who wrote this show. This, 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 This is not that. Proximity does not mean within a year, you know what, for... The majority of these, it would take him another six years just to get past. I accept that I'm not going to get back to my wife. What fucking show are you watching? (laughs) We all about to, we about to put you in the, put in the dinghy outside the ship, putting out crazy ass theories like this. (laughs) I will not allow at all. Plus he is still dreaming of his wife and rekindling that fire inside of himself. That was to me what that last dream sequence signified that it's not over despite him believing there's still that spark left. And I, uh, I didn't get the same, the same reactions that you did. All I saw in Michonne's eyes was, shock elation and burgeoning joy he simply looked shocked and taken in the moment because the last thing in the world he expected was that she was gonna come find him he's been trying to get home he never thought in his mind she would be trying to get to him to bring him home so that's a lot to take in in a moment where the most unexpected thing happens but I don't think it has anything to do with the little girl who he glanced at for half a second didn't even have a conversation with and the woman who literally turned radicalized in front of his eyes <laughs> who after seeing what happened, decided that Secrets was the best thing and couldn't see anything with CRM at the onset. And Rick's like, "Uh, there's this thing called freedom and some of us like it. (laughs) She's down for the clown cause. And I think what he saw, Okafar saw in her was possibly rick's influence to get her on his side but she's trying to get him on her side and they are not on the same side now i think you're on to something with michonne being part of some type of rebel force group because there were a lot of explosions going off someone had some major weapons and i think that it's that group that killed okafar now certainly bill could beal could have had a hand in setting it in motion but that seems rather mm, too too much you know sometimes you can you can play too much chess it's like okay you're not a fucking mind reader And the alliances, because I think you mentioned another city, I can't recall now, but it was Portland, Omaha, and the CRM. The CRM seems to be located somewhere in the Boston area, but don't quote me because I am not good at geography. But Omaha is the one that fell. So now they have the most Eastern and the most Western two cities, with the largest population still alive, although one is far less sophisticated than the CRM, and the CRM is that way because of its secrecy. So while you are asking why, what's the benefit, as you couldn't understand, you know, your logic is you can't really do this, and it is on a certain level to what Rick is feeling, there is a reasoning to it that 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 makes sense right because it's almost like what michonne did the same thing michonne did she says this place is just about these people so yeah if something really happened where you're like nope can't fucking let people in can't let people know where you at because every time it happens this happens the whole entire system seems to collapse somehow well, why am I going to keep fucking doing that when I can do this thing that's working and it's not threatened and now it's far advanced than the other ones. So it's not as if there isn't evidence to support why anyone would get behind that idea. And the citizens, certainly, there isn't a complete, a complete, uh, no one's, what's the word I'm looking for, (laughs) rising up against their human violation rights. They seem all rather content, but that's because of the type of people that are chosen to live here in this particular system, which is inherently wrong because it's inherently discriminative. Uh, I know you said that, Rick would never give up, but in all fairness to the show, Rick did give up. He he said he tried and he tried and he tried for however many years and he failed. And then he refocused himself as he said in his own words is I died. So no, he, well, but I guess no, to, to talk out of the other side of my mouth to your point, clearly that last dream sequence like i said was that fire still left somewhere buried down there so touche atlanta was the beginning so i can see why the military they also did it in 28 weeks later which was really fucked up but you're a following orders you think The cities are the most, well, one, the most people that are going to have the most infected are going to be in the cities because those are the ones with the most population. And you don't have time to, that the goal sometimes doesn't become rescue people. It's not a rescue mission until you handle the threat. So the threat is the zombies. They're not thinking about helping people (laughs) when they were dropping that napalm. It was about stopping the spread of the infection. So you think at first making the huge sacrifice, we only have to do that once or twice, and then we won't have to do it again. But what happened, I think you may have misunderstood the conversation a little bit, was that he and his wife no longer wanted to continue that same liquidation process of him bombing napalm then the third soldiers 4,000 going in and killing all the people because that that became the mission that became the goal that became their life and they wanted she wanted a different way so she basically said you get rid of this join them and try to find a better way a better solution going forward So it was a sacrifice in which she made not so much that he is a straight up murderer, even though in his mind, I'm sure that's not a comfort, (laughs) but it's the altruistic thing. By the way, shit is getting real in South Africa. If you're not paying attention to what's going on there, I suggest you pick up. A documentary or so on YouTube just to just to just so you don't get surprised <laughs> their elections are coming up and people are talking cray cray I am on my fifth watch of the episode thus far Sandman is the show that you are referring to Uh and while I have not I have not read a lot of fanfic I would not be surprised if that they definitely nodded to some. They're a fan of their fans. And lastly, I couldn't do anything past Michonne leaving the show. Yes, I would have stuck out, stuck it out a little bit, at least watched the clips, tuned in to what Daryl was doing. But then, like you said, the one person, Connie, that was making him interesting again, as well as the inclusion of the kids was starting to be something but then they went back to the whole carol shit and i'm i was just carol it was you know what it it was with carol she outlived her storyline and that is the worst thing you can do to a character because they're a fan favorite character because you're not you're no longer writing for for the story anymore you're writing just to appease the fans so that they tune in that, that's that's the whole summing up of me and carol after season six she should have died a long time ago and that would have progressed daryl's storyline so much more it could have progressed maggie's storyline sometimes that is what's necessary for the plot and they didn't want to do it and thus here we are and they really wanted to give negan redemption arc (laughs) and Maggie Maggie was always there Maggie I I could have taken her or left her I have nothing against the actress I just never was invested in that character so no I didn't watch anything I didn't watch any of the spinoffs I didn't give a fuck I didn't catch up with the news I figured I will know what I need to know when I get to this show And that is where we are going to wrap it up. Thank goodness, no dog. Everyone knows I really hate my neighbor's dog and it starts barking around this time. So once again, if you want to send feedback, recordcatch at gmail.com, you can leave a comment below. My social media will be there as well. Like, share, subscribe. Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.